The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament this day are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the Sacrament of Holy Communion. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. We commend to you the ministry of the chapel, both its programmatic offerings and its sermon offerings found on our website. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel community simply by so signing the pew roster or by speaking with one of the clergy or by leaving a note in the collection plate. We encourage one another to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity, of tithing, of percentage giving. And we, we invite you to ponder just what form your ministry here will take among us in the coming weeks this year of our Lord, 2018. A dish to pass, community luncheon follows worship downstairs, and all are warmly invited. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. God, your never-failing providence, sets in order all things, both in heaven and earth. Put away from us, we entreat you, all hurtful things, and give us those things which are profitable for us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, 
one God, forever and ever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name, In the name of, of Jesus Christ, Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. May, ex may we exchange with one another signs of his peace. A lesson from the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 20. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. Then the Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel, Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go. Lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house, from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever, for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. 
Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lesson from Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the, is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that his, this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 139, 1 through 6 and 13 through 18 with the antiphon. 
Lord, that you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so hard that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearful and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld uniform substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 2, verse 23, through chapter 3, verse 6. Glory to you, O Lord. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger, He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him. How to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Goodness is close at hand. Goodness is close to you. 
goodness is not far, not out of reach, not gone, not gone forever. Goodness, what makes life livable and godly, is within reach. Are we ready to reach out and receive? Goodness is right close at hand, even when we do not see her, even when the days bristle with ugliness, with mendacity, with the lack of virtuous example in leadership, with a willingness to use ugliness, mendacity, and lack of virtue to hurt and maim by what we say and what we do. This is the clue to that long, marvelous reading from Samuel, wherein all looks bleak for the ancient Israelites, but goodness has not quit the field just yet. Eli will be chastened, but there will be heart and voice still in Samuel. This is the clue to the beauty of Psalm 139. Wherein should we even travel to heaven, to hell, to the uttermost parts of the sea? Even there, goodness will find us. The right hand will guide us. The light will shine in the darkness. Are you at a point to listen and then to notice and then to abide in goodness? This is the clue to the choicest of Pauline passages, 2 Corinthians 4. What a shame that we do not always know and hear the Holy Scripture for what it is, holy, true and loving, honest and kind. We are indeed cast down, but not forsaken, not driven to despair. Is that not a good reason goodness knows to bestir yourself and come Sunday, come to church? There are many reasons not to worship, but far more to get up and comb our hair and come to church, come Sunday. Goodness is lurking. Goodness is waiting. Goodness is watching. Goodness is reaching out, ready with a helping hand for you. This is the clue to Mark 2 and the debates about Sabbath. Sabbath is good. What heals the human heart and lifts the human voice is goodness. Good that gets in the way of goodness is not good. Like religion that gets in the way of God is not godly. Behold the strange, beautiful, powerful, loving world of the Bible the good book. Goodness is close at hand. Goodness is close to you. Goodness is not far, not out of reach, not gone, not gone forever. Goodness, what makes life livable and godly, is is within reach. Are we ready to reach out and receive? The paper carried a story last week about a woman who was found out by goodness. Goodness saved her, as goodness can do, maybe at home, maybe in Holy Communion, maybe in prayer, maybe in the meandering melody of a summer sermon. Her name is Louise Penny. She is a Canadian crime novelist. For those of us with a little Raymond Chandler roving the back roads of our imaginations, she is companion, compatriot, confrere, an unfailingly cheery detective writer, centered on Chief Inspector Armand Gamache, hero of her 13 books. In her house, in this writer's house, is a throw cushion with the words, Goodness Exists. At age 46, she had not written a single book. In fact, her life was hanging by a thread. She was depressed and lonely and had turned to alcohol for self-medication. She said, gnawing loneliness, self-loathing, fear, I know what it is like to hate yourself like that. Coming out on the other side gave me a profound belief that Goodness exists. How did she get out? 
All of our churches have been winsomely populated and supported by many who found goodness in just the way she did. First, she found community, in her case, Alcoholics Anonymous. And every one of our churches has had a group meeting of this or similar sort. Second, she found a friend, actually a doctor who later became her husband, but first known as a friend. Friendship is a rare gift in life, sometimes only touched like the hem of a garment passing by. Encouraged by community, encouraged by friendship, Louise Penny started to do what she loves and to love what she does. Do what you love and love what you do. Do what you love and love what you do. She writes spellbinding crime novels set in a little Quebec village. She said, my books are love letters to Quebec. One preacher said his sermons are love letters to New England. Friend, right here, close at hand, in the pew and in the nave, there is community for you and there is friendship for you. Community, friendship. Don't take the preacher's word for it only, or only the church's witness to it, or only the religious longing for it. People like Ms. Penny have found it along the struggling path of life in community and in friendship. We pause to ask you a question, speaking of heart and voice. Have you made space enough in life, your life, your one and only life, for community and friendship. Goodness is close at hand, so close, so close that if it were a snake, it would bite you. It's as plain as the nose on your face. It's plainer still, it's plain as the nose on my face. It's right next to you. It's right here, all around us. Goodness. Yes, right here for a moment. We pause to give thanks right here, right now, for some of the goodness right around us here at Boston University. You know, healthy, good institutions really matter, whereby heart and voice in heart and service, through them we see goodness. And we want to name it. We want to claim it. We want to celebrate it in meditation as we come to this holy meal. President Brown said this spring, Boston University is an institution with a long history of outreach and engagement. President Merlin said in 1923, Boston University lives in the heart of the city, in the service of the city. One deeply embedded value and strength of Boston University today and found in every school and college is this long 1839 history Methodism of outreach, heart, and service voice in the world for the world. Goodness. The three medical campus schools lead the way with care for the urban poor and the medical school with daily recognition that public health means social justice in the school of public health and with the most global student body of any school or college at every commencement in the dental school. All 14 schools on the Charles River campus show the shadows and lingering long-term influence of heart and voice, heart and service. Reflect on the current emphasis in Questrom upon ethical business and business ethics. Remember the School of Education's 25-year commitment to the Chelsea City Schools, but also ongoing delightful efforts like their work in literacy through the 20 years of gift to urban school children through BUILD, Boston University Initiative on Literacy Development. Rejoice at the concept of citizen artist, the social artist, affirmed at the College of Fine Arts, 
the best of theater, music, and visual art brought to the street level along with the arts initiative. Reflect on the curricular and co-curricular engagement in the School of Theology with current issues like race, gun violence, immigration, and poverty through the ongoing voice of the School of the Prophets. Remember the School of Social Work engagements with neighboring hospitals and schools in internships and partnerships. Rejoice at the ongoing vitality within Metropolitan College of a now veteran program in prison education. Reflect on the engineering school support for women in science and math and technology and the innovation lab right across the street. Remember the school of hospitality emphasis on servant leadership. Rejoice at the communal nature of education at the College of General Studies, modeling dimensions of shared learning and living with great effect. Reflect on the College of Arts and Sciences and its birth of the Pardee School committed to world peace. Remember the law school and its honored graduates like Barbara Jordan and like Cornell William Brooks who have defended the legal system of this country, a country of laws and not of men and women. Rejoice at the varied commitments through the School of Communication to the development of an educated populace on which the rest of democracy depends. Reflect on the Sargent School lectureships on physical and occupational therapy open to the public and applicable to the work of many other schools and colleges as well, with focus on the care of the whole person. And to these vital forms of outreach and engagement in schools and colleges, add co-curricular projects brought this year into more prominence by the new Hub Initiative. That is, Add the influence of the Howard Thurman Center in race and conversation across difference. The special scholarships for city students, Menino, Catholic students, Maderos, Methodist clergy offspring students. Add the voice of Marsh Chapel across the region and around the globe every Sunday morning. Add the six university chaplaincies and 25 campus ministries all with some portion of servants. Add the ROTC program for women and men preparing to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, including with their very lives. Add the Hubert Humphrey Scholars International Students and Families Program, one of the originals of this in the country. Add occasional work like the space given to 1,000 Tulane students for the year 2005-06 following Hurricane Katrina. Add the Community Service Center and its multiple programs and FISOP First Year Service Opportunity Program. Add the Pardee Center and its ecumenical and hopeful labor. Add the LEB Cell Center. Add the BU Initiative on Cities. Add the Sustainable Sustainability Center. All of these, to some measure, reach out beyond the university to serve and help the larger community across the region and around the globe. Boston University exemplifies a culture of outreach and engagement, and it's right here, right at your fingertips. And that is good. That is goodness. Friends, as Peter Marshall used to say, in this world, there are a lot of things wrong, but there are a lot of things right. Clasp goodness today in word and song and sacrament as nourishment for the week to come. For goodness is close at hand. Goodness is close to you. Goodness is not far not far away, not out of reach, not gone, not gone forever. Goodness, what makes life livable and godly, is within reach. 
Are we ready to clasp, to receive this Lord's Day? Please be seated. We welcome you once again to Marsh Chapel on this first Sunday in June. Whether you are seated here in the nave listening via the radio or internet via WBUR or later via the podcast, please know that you are a valued member of our community. Today is a communion Sunday and all are welcome to join us in this sacred meal. Wine will be served on the pulpit side on, on this side that I'm standing on and um, Grape juice will be served on the lectern side. A gluten-free option is also available upon request. A healing prayer station will be located under the first uh, stained glass window on the pulpit side over here for those who wish to partake in it uh, during that time. Uh, Today, as we did last year, we welcome Sharon Wheeler to serve uh, to our service for a word of greeting. Ms. Wheeler works with the Boston University Plan Giving Office and is a faithful member of the Marsh Chapel Development Group. Um, and then after the service during our luncheon, um, she will be offering some thoughts on plan giving. But please, right now, give a warm welcome to uh, Ms. Sharon Wheeler. Good morning, everyone. I am so delighted to be here. Um, I was here last year at this time, and I'm happy to be here again. Um, as Jessica introduced me, um, I work in the Boston University Planned Giving Office. 
I also am connected to Boston University as an alumna. I graduated from the College of Communication um, some time ago. So I'm happy to be back as a, as a staff member. Um, and I want to um, introduce sort of myself as a resource. Uh, what I do for the Boston University community is I'm one of several on the team um, who works with uh, friends, alumni, supporters, who are interested in um, making a gift or, or um, having a conversation about supporting any of the many initiatives and programs and colleges and schools and, of course, Marsh Chapel here at Boston University. Um, in my role, I have the absolute privilege to travel the country, and I get to sit with many alumni and friends of the university. I, I have the privilege of bringing news from campus, um, sharing memories, uh, hearing stories, and um, I would be delighted to extend um, an invitation to any of you who are here or any of you who are listening. Um, I am a resource, and I'll share um, how you can get in touch with me in a minute. Um, what I did want to say, uh, following up on uh, Dean Hale's wonderful sermon, is that this is a community. Um, I feel like I'm a part of the Boston Univers University community, as you are. And I wanted to say that you make a difference in the life of this church. You make a difference in the life of this community. And there are ways that you can give back to Marsh Chapel and the Boston University community that can provide you with some um, additional benefits. I am a resource for these. Um, some of these benefits could include tax advantage benefits, could include income to you for your lifetime or for a loved one as well as gifts that allow you to keep control of your assets for your lifetime. I do want to share that any conversation with me is without obligation. I always tell my wonderful donors and supporters um, that it's always on your timeline. So I am a resource, and I would like to invite anybody who's already provided for Marsh Chapel or Boston University in their plans, um, please get in touch with us. We love to know, we love to celebrate, and we love to recognize you for that wonderful generosity. So if you're interested in learning more, having a, having a conversation with me, or maybe just um, taking my business card, I will be downstairs after service. Um, you can reach, uh, reach my office, my wonderful plan giving team, through the toll-free number 800-645-2347. That's 800-645-2347. We have a group email. It's opg at bu.edu. And we have a website, which I invite you to visit as well. It's at bu.edu slash plannedgiving. Thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to saying hello to many of you uh, after the service. Thank you very much, Sharon. Um, just to bring your attention to some events that will be occurring here at the chapel in June, we will offer several special moments in fellowship and education at Marsh Chapel, including today's communion and luncheon after the service, a discussion of books for summer reading next Sunday, June 10th at 9.45 a.m., a Father's Day brunch preceding worship at 9.45 a.m. on June 17th, and a vacation Bible school following worship on June 24th, Please see the website or call uh, the chapel office for uh, other details on that. Uh, now as the ushers wait upon us for our offering, let us remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
for the life before us, for the work that draws us, for the spirit that guides us, we give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And when the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, In your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord. O Lord, we beseech thee, bless us and guide us in the days to come. In grace and mercy and peace. Amen.